Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Somebody was trying to clap for Jesus as you were being seated. Amen. Well, as I was mentioning earlier, I, I was waiting on the Lord and asking on a day like this that we are launching our new phase of the church and also having the guests amongst us and so many things happening with our new couple, what word will be relevant for all of us? And, um, and I believe the Lord gave me something to share with you. And I call the message, flowing with the season. Flowing with the season. One person was excited about the topic, but whether you are excited or not. Oh, somebody was clapping for Jesus. By the way, if you like good things, I want to announce to you that God likes better things. God always wants the first and the best. Hallelujah. So even if it's clap, because if I told you that President, um, President Trump was coming here this afternoon and I was getting ready to introduce him, I think the clap will be different. But when I'm introducing, and when I'm introducing, when I'm introducing Jesus and his word, you give him some cheap clap. Wonderful. So I want to share with you flowing with the season. And I want to read Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9. Isaiah 42 and verse 9. It says, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Isaiah 42 and 9. He said, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Hallelujah. Former things are come to pass, and there are new things. Our church is entering a new phase. Hallelujah. This couple is entering a new phase of their lives. The families that are involved, they are entering a new phase of their lives. They no longer have a miss anymore, but they have a missus. 
They don't longer have a mister, but they have a husband. Hallelujah. And they are all entering a new phase of their lives. Isaiah 43 and verse 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. God was going to lead his people. God was taking his people to a new face. Hallelujah. To a new phase of their lives. Amen. God is always about doing a new thing. God is always moving. He's a spirit that is always moving. He will move over the deep. He will move over the darkness. And something new is happening. Hallelujah. So this time, God was about to do a new thing in the lives of the children of Israel. And if you look at Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. The Bible says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large. He is about to bring them to a good land and a large to enlarge them, a spacious land, a place where it is big. God was ready to do a big thing in their lives. He says, I've had the affliction, and to bring them up out of that land onto a good land and a large, onto a land flowing with milk and honey, onto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites, and the Hebites, and the Jebusites. Look at what God is doing. And verse 9, he says, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Hallelujah. God was ready to take his people out of Egypt. God was preparing to make this church large. I said God is preparing to make Lighthouse large. Hallelujah. He's taking us to a new place where he's going to make us large. And God was going to lead the people by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Amen. God has a plan. You see, when you know the minds of God, when you live in your father's house or you live in your mother's house and you know their mind, you know their mind towards you, you are, you are, you are flowing with them. They say, I want you to go to this school, but not that school. Though you really wanted to go to this school, but you know that your father has good minds about you. And he must have some good reason to do what he's doing. So he said, when you know the minds of God, you are flowing with him easily. 
When you know that God is taking you to a place, it does not matter what curve he will take you through. You are flowing because you know that he only has good intentions for you. He says that you are his high priority. He says, I wish above all things. I wish above, when I list my things of, in order of priority, above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. That is God's wish for you. So when you know his mind, no matter what is happening in your life, you flow. Hallelujah. So he was leading the people by the pillar of fire and by the pillar of cloud. Hallelujah. So you see, if you are moving with God like that, when the pillar moves, you ought to move also. When the pillar changes position, you ought to change position. When the pillar changes direction, you ought to change direction. You cannot rise up as the Lord is leading you. You cannot rise up and say, but... I just settled. We just built a tent and the pillar is moving again. Yes, you just built a tent. You ought to move on again. Well, but we just set up here in North America and we see that people are recognizing us as Lighthouse Chapel International. Now the face of the church has gone far. Everyone knows us as Lighthouse Chapel International. Why are we changing it? You just have to flow because there's good intention concerning the church. Amen. Amen. You can't just say, I just unpack. I have a large family and I unpack everyone and we are moving again. You got to get up and go. You have to flow with the season. Hallelujah. Now, the other thing is that the journey to the promised land also involves traveling through the wilderness. Amen. Now, life in the wilderness can never be like life at home. Going through the wilderness can never be compared to going through any place near home. So you're going to have to adapt. And you're going to have to change. You're going to have to adjust yourself. You're going to have to conform. This is the new name. You're going to have to adapt it. This is our new color. You're going to have to adapt. As for me, I'm still a Lighthouse member. So I just go to Lighthouse. Yes, it has not changed. The church has not changed. It is one same church. You see, if the bishop wasn't alive, man, may God forbid, and we were making changes like this, then you may have a lot of problems with it. Do you understand? But he's alive and he sees this is the face that the Lord is taking us. And we are just flowing. I said we are just flowing. Hallelujah. He says, Verse 43 again, Isaiah 43 and 18, he says, Remember ye not the former things. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. So you will realize that everything is going to phase out. Eventually, you see, we are not doing this all suddenly. Eventually, you're going to see that our offering baskets will change. Our ashes ties are going to change. And a lot of things are going to change. Now you see that our puppet sticker is changed, our banner is changed, and a lot of things have changed. You used to be familiar with yellow and black. You're going to see a lot of purple and white. And we are changed. It's a good color. It's a good color. Hallelujah. 
So he says, remember ye not the former things. We are going to send out all the lighthouse colors, the things that we used to have. We are sending them, and they are going to use them in a place where they still are called lighthouse. Hallelujah. The NIV says, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, see, I am doing a new thing. We have not seen this before. Have you? We have never seen this before since the church began. But he says, see, I am doing a new thing. It's a new thing and you ought to embrace it. It's a new thing and we ought to flow with it. Hallelujah. Not looking back at the old things. Not looking back at our old days. Hallelujah. On the journey to the promised land, it will involve a change in your diet. It will involve a change in the food that you are eating. Hallelujah. Your new food is going to be manna. And you ought to adapt to this new food. You ought to change and adapt to this new food. The place where the Lord is taking you is called a promised land. It is a place of large. It is a place of increase. It is a place where you are going to be elevated. It is a place where God is going to bless you. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. But the journey will involve the wilderness and it will involve a change in your diet. Hallelujah. It will involve a change in your diet. But the children of Israel were still looking back. As the Lord was taking them, they were still looking back. I want you to look at the scripture in Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11. It says, verse 1, Numbers 11 and verse 1. It says, can you take that from... Awesome. Please. Numbers chapter 11 and verse 1. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you this afternoon? It says, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them, and consumed them that were in the outermost part of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched, and he called the name of the place Tibera, because of the fire of the Lord, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lasting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt. We are remembering the fish which we did eat in Egypt. We remember the fish we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers. The melons and the leeks and onions and garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna, which is before our eyes. And the manna was as coriander seed, and the color thereof 
as the color of Delium. Hallelujah. You see, God is taking these people to a new place. And the place that the journey involves going through the wilderness. And the journey involves change of diet. I see that there's a group of people that God, by his grace, has located them from where they come from to a new land. God has brought them from a place to a new land. And you ought to adapt. And you ought to change. But see, we are looking back and we say, we still want the fish. We want the dry fish. We want the fish that stinks. We want the fish that smells bad. We are in a new land, but we need this fish that doesn't smell nice. And we are going to cook in an apartment where other people are living. And we don't care that it's going to smell in their rooms and it's going to go into their corridors. We are still looking back because we want the fish that we used to eat. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? They can't even adapt to changing their diet. God has brought you to a place of blessing. A place of blessing. Hallelujah. You see, where these people come from, I have not mentioned any country, so please, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Where these people come from, you see, they did not have, originally, they didn't have a three-meal lunch, breakfast, dinner plan. They didn't have breakfast, lunch, dinner plan. There was nothing of that nature. Now, because of the poverty that was in the land, are you listening to me? Because of the poverty that was in the land, the people had to adapt to what was available. The people of the land, you see, when God is doing a thing, God is doing, God places you in a certain location or in a certain place, you ought to adapt to what is available. So the people in the land adapted to what was available and what was prevalent. And because of the poverty, they had to adapt in their food also so they can survive. And how did they do that? Because the food was not in abundance, they have to make their food in heavy pounded substances. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? They had to make their food in heavy pounded substances. You see, because if you, if you chew the food, it digests quickly and you'll be hungry again. I'm teaching you something. If you eat, if you chew the food, if you chew the food, that mastication, it starts from your mouth. Chewing the food and digesting it. It starts from the mouth and it starts being absorbed into your body, even right from the mouth. There are a lot of things in your mouth. There are a lot of enzymes in your mouth, saliva, that act on the food and breaks it down and even starts absorbing some of the food in your mouth before it even gets into the stomach. But because the people did not have the food in abundance, and they could not feed all these children so they would not complain any longer, they had to put the food in heavy substances, such that you don't have to put it in your mouth and begin to chew it. You have to let it go quickly into your stomach so that it sits there and it makes you full. 
Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So, all the tribes in the area, they had to make their food like that. Heavy, pounded substances. Whether they are from a country that starts with an N, or a country that starts with a G, or wherever they are, they have to make their food because it was not in abundance. There is not a lot of protein. Maybe one piece of something on top, but a whole large, a large amount of pounded substance that will fill you. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Not much of protein. Hallelujah. I say not much of protein. The people don't have a means of transport like certain other places. So this doesn't do them a lot of harm. It's a lot of heavy things sitting in their abdomen, but it doesn't do them a lot of harm. There is a lot of heat. There is a lot of walking. People walk. They walk to places. They have to do a lot of walking and they sweat a lot. And they burn the calories such that this heavy pounded substance that is sitting in their stomachs, it will not pro tend to be an unhealthy type of diet. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? But then the Lord brings them to a new place. The Lord brings them to a land that flows with milk and honey. The land, the land that is with abundance. And they are like the people of Israel and they are looking back. And they said, where is the fish that we used to have? Where is the onion that we used to have in Egypt? Where is the garlic that we used to have? Where is the pounded substance that we used to have? So the manna that is available, all we see here is this manna, manna, manna. What, what is this manna for? All we see here is the vegetables, vegetables, and potatoes, potatoes. All we see here is this, what is rice. Is, what we see here is this. And so they don't like that. So they say, we want what we used to have. So we will pound it again here. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? And then they fill, they fill their bellies the same way as they were in Egypt. And there is not much of walking in the new land. You see, the adaptation is different. There is not much of sunshine in the new place. In fact, you see the sun six months. Half of the year, you don't see the sun. And as soon as you come out, you are sitting in your car. There's not much of walking. And so you see the people are filling their bellies with this substance and it's posing a lot of health risk. If you do not adapt with God when he's moving you, you're going to have to suffer. I say you will suffer. When God is moving you, you're going to have to adapt with him. So now you see a lot of young people from these countries, these lands, who are in a place having strokes in the hospitals. They have kidney problems. They have heart diseases. Recently, we, we conducted a, um, a medical fair in our church. And amazingly, how people found out they have diabetes and they never knew. 
how people found out that they have high blood pressure and they never knew. And the numbers were critical that we had to send them immediately to see their private doctors. And people drop dead because we cannot adapt to what the Lord is doing in our lives now. God is taking our church into a new phase. And we're going to have to adapt. We're going to have to change. We're going to have to be relevant that this will apply also in our lives. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? If you understand what I'm sharing with you, can I hear an amen? The land where the Lord has brought you, the things that grow here, they are different. They grow here, they grow potatoes, they grow apples, they grow cabbage, they grow lettuce, they grow all kinds of things. But you are insisting that by all means, I have to eat yams in the land. I have to eat yams in the land. And now your food has to be imported. They need to put your food in a ship or on an airplane and fly it to the land where the Lord has brought you. And I tell you, it is costly. It is costly. When God is moving you, he wants you to prosper. And the way God causes you to prosper is not sometimes to give you new money, but to keep what is in your pocket. That is sometimes how God wants to bless you. Hallelujah. If somebody understands what I'm sharing with you, the season will not change. You have to change to adapt to the season. Hallelujah. I said, you have to change to adapt to the season. Amen. Look at this marriage couple. You have entered a new phase of your life. You have entered a new season of your lives. Hallelujah. You are not going to be the same again, and you ought to adapt to this new change. You ought to adapt to this new phase of life. Hallelujah. You see, your life now is not going to be, I close from work, and I'm going to do window shopping, and I'll get home when I get home anymore. That is gone. Your life is such that I am done and I have to run home, catch the bus. I'm going home to prepare dinner for my family. Your life is changed forever. It will get to a point in time where your movies, even the movies that you watch, there was a point in time that I had to pay money and go and sit in the movie theater and what I'm watching are cartoons. Cartoons for my life. And I paid large sums of money just to go and sit and watch cartoons. And I had to be awake and I pretend to enjoy it with the people. Your life is changed. Your life is not the same anymore. You have entered a new phase of your life. There is no such thing as me time. What me time? I need me time. If you wanted a me time, then you should have stayed me. There is no such thing that I need a me time. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is no such thing. Whether you want a me time or you don't want a me time, now it's not me anymore. So don't look back. I remember in the days, I remember when in the days when I was single, I was able to do, you are not single anymore. Your face has changed. Your life has changed. And you ought to adapt. And adjust so that God can bless you in the new place where he has brought you. Amen. I mean, your life is changed. You can't hang out with the boys any longer. 
You cannot hang out. They will call you, but you say, I'm changed. I'm not like you anymore. My life is not like you anymore. Amen. Amen. Mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers, your lives have changed. She's not that girl anymore. And you're going to have to adapt and accept that this, my daughter, once was here, she's no longer. Just as I am now, also. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Your life has changed forever. You can't do the things you used to do. Even the fact that your name, your name is changed. It's a symbol that you are changed. The fact that your name is changed should tell you that there is a new face that God is making. And if you are able to adapt and not look back at what things used to be, you have placed your name on another person. You are not the same person. You are a wonderful person. You have been given an authority to change somebody's name. So you are not the same person anymore. Your life is changed. God has given you such authority. No one can do this. No one can do this. That you are no longer a worry. But now, from yesterday, from yesterday, I am placing my name on you, whether you like it or not. That is power. I said, that is power. Hallelujah. And you're going to have to adapt to walk in that shoe. You're going to have to change to walk in that shoe. Beloved, when God takes us to a new place, we ought to change. We ought to change. Hallelujah. When God moves us to a new place, we ought to change. We ought to adapt. Denial. When God brings you to a new place, you ought to change. Children will come into your life. And you ought to adapt to flow with God, to continue to go on. Your attendance to church cannot be late because there's a new, God did not bring you to that place to be a curse. He brought you so he can bless you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I see when God is bringing people to a new phase in their lives, he opens a door. He wants to bless them. And he blesses you with a job. And he says, because of my job, I cannot serve you any longer. God never blesses you for anything that will take you away from him. When the Lord was taking the people of Israel, the children of Israel out of Egypt, it was so that they can serve him. It was not intended that they would murmur against him. It was not intended that they would turn against him and say that we can no longer go on with you. We can no longer be in this wilderness where the food that is provided is manna. Beloved, allow God to be God. Allow him to lead you. Allow him to guide you. And in the end, he's going to bring you to a place of promise. He's going to bring you to a place of blessing. He's going to bring you to a land that flows with milk and honey. If you allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you, he says he will guide you by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, and he will never, ever leave you. Though you may go through wilderness, the heading, the goal, the end of it is to the promised land. He says, I have plans concerning you. I have plans. I have thought about things concerning you. They are plans of peace and never of evil. Though you are walking through wilderness, though the marriage seems to be going through somewhere, but I have plans concerning your life. Plans of peace and not of evil. Put your hands together for the Lord. 
and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and let us bring the message to an end. Oh, we give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Glory and honor to you, O Lord. Oh, yes. Beloved, maybe God has brought you to a place in your life. And it looks as if God is not with you. When you look around, you see wilderness. When you look around, it doesn't look like God is with you. But beloved, it is the same God that took them out of the world. That same God that took them through the deeper oceans. It is the same God that brought them to a wilderness. He said he has never forsaken you and he will never leave you. Of our church. You're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to apply the seasons. You're going to have to change yourself. You're going to have to rearrange your mind. And allow God to be God. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory.
Feel in your spirit to give your life to Jesus. You want to walk with Jesus. You want to be born again. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. Pastor, pray with me. I feel very far from you. But this afternoon, I want to come closer again. Perhaps you used to walk with the Lord. Perhaps you used to be someone who was on fire for the Lord. But you feel very far now. It is not too late. You are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. Pastor, just pray with me wherever you are. I want to say this simple prayer for you. You say, I want to give my life to Christ. I see your hand. Lift it up high so I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? You want to give your life to Jesus. This is a very great moment. It's a very private moment. You want to give your life to Jesus. Keep your hand up. Anyone else? Anyone else? You want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon. You want to come to Christ. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to walk with Him. If I die, I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to see Jesus. If that is you, beloved, you do not have tomorrow. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. When you go under a big tree, you will see green leaves on the floor and you will see yellow leaves and you will see leaves, brown leaves, all kinds of leaves fall. Today is your chance. You will not know. You may not have this chance and opportunity again. Perhaps you came to support the couple. But your presence here is not by chance. It's not by accident. You can give your life to Jesus. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come here with me. Just come here and meet me. Come here, sister. Come here. Take that bold step. Yeah, come forward. You lift up your hand. Come forward. I want to pray with you. It is nothing to be shy of. You lift up your hand. Come forward. I'll pray with you. Yes. It is a great time and a great moment. Yes. Yes.
Father, it is not by our righteousness, but it's because you loved us, even whilst we are still sinners. Therefore, oh God, you say, when one of such come to your kingdom, Father, the angels of God that stand before the Lord rejoice. Father, this afternoon, we know there is joy in heaven. We give you glory and honor. Let a hedge be built around your daughter, and may he always walk with you. In Jesus' name. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.